The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Latricia Clark Letzinger is a wife, mother, and Gigi from rural North Carolina who has always had a fashion for passion. She has long been Don, a fashionista, receiving best dressed superlative honors in both high school and college. While studying business, fashion, and retail management sparked her even more so love of clothing and her desire for her own business. Latricia believes in the power of writing your vision and making it plain. So over 15 years ago, while caring for her incapacitated and paralyzed mother, she named her business and established and perfected her business plan. This is was the conception of what it is now, Elegant Occasions Unlimited LLC, the world's first and only mobile formal wear boutique that she began with her husband. Latricia sits at the helm as Chief Executive Officer and Chief Operating Officer. In August of 2018, Latricia published her first edition of Designing Women magazine. Having experienced tough times as a child and throughout adulthood, she wanted to create a platform where she divulged her lifelong struggles and pains in hopes of helping someone else deal with the issues of their own. Latricia began writing in high school and continued through college. She would journal her experiences, which ultimately led to her creating poetry. She always felt destined to publish, and her peers always encouraged her to write a book. Designing Women Magazine is Latricia's creative heart to women all over the world, her way of rallying others to find their why in life that leads them to living their best lives. Family, let's welcome Latricia Clark Letzinger to the Minding My Black Business Podcast. Welcome, Welcome to Minding My Black Business. Okay. I'm so excited for our guest today. <sighs> Miss Latricia Clark Letzinger has, um, I'm telling you, she's in the 757 area and we bump into each other all the time. And every time I see her, I'm like, oh, I got to get her on the show. And today <laughs> is finally that day. <laughs> So and welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you for this honor of being a part of the radio show. I admire everything you're doing, and I'm just so thankful to be connected to you. And well, thank you, thank you. So can you introduce yourself to the family and then let them know where they can find you? Okay, I am Latricia Clark Letzinger. I am wife, mother, and Gigi to two grandbabies. Um, I moved here about a year or so ago from the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And since moving here, my husband and I believe this is where we belong. We have um, business-wise and personal-wise, we've met some phenomenal people, you included. And business-wise, we have just skyrocketed. So we're just looking forward to everything God has for us. And I'm just thankful to be here. Yeah, that's so fantastic. <laughs> but we, um, I own um, Elegant Occasions Unlimited LLC, which is the nation's first and only mobile formal wear boutique. 
So uh, we go to our clientele, we give them that concierge service, uh, one-on-one personal service. We serve champagne and hors d'oeuvres and we just give our clients an experience something that they are not going to get anywhere else because when they have to go into a storefront bridal shop, uh, they're having to compete with other clients and they have our entire attention. So we love that aspect of it. That's beautiful. Wow. 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 Okay. So yeah, I, I love that concept. I think it's so phenomenal. And so this isn't necessarily for those who are going to like a formal occasion. This is for, for any any sort of any Correct. Okay. any occasion any okay any special occasion that you need evening wear for tuxedos we we dress the men as well we dress children we dress the parents anyone in your household we have everything for you we're full service so therefore we have handbags accessories tied belts shoes um jewelry everything and we just recently uh expanded into Lacree Fine Jewelry, where we um, accept clients by appointment only. We just secured a new storefront uh, where we will have those clients coming uh, by appointment only. And we expanded into Lacree Fine Apparel as well. So whatever attire you need, we are there to help you. And I am a stylist. I love to style. So if you're looking for those type services as well, I would love to take care of you. Okay. Now she means what she says, because let me tell you, when you go into a space and Latricia is there, you know who she is. <laughs> she stands out. It's beautiful. So, so I am curious, how did you get into entrepreneurship? How did it find you? I've always been entrepreneurial. I, I told my husband, my husband and I have only been together five years. We've been married almost three him when we first met I said um, God told me as a little girl that I was going to be big in the world mm-hmm. I didn't know what that entailed but my 30 almost 30 years of working in corporate America I knew that that was not for me mm-hmm. um, it was a means to an end as I was raising my sons, but corporate America, I knew was never for me. I never wanted to be uh, in management because I didn't want what came with that. I knew I was supposed to have my own, I wanted to be my own boss and I knew I had something to contribute to the world. So that uncomfortability always, it was always there. was what made me know that I had a bigger calling. So as I was caring for my sons and um, some of that time, I had to care for my mother who had had a massive stroke as well. I had to care for her full time. I was her only child. During that time, I worked on my business plan. I wrote the vision and made it plain. I knew what God had put in me, so I knew it was going to come to pass. That's what I did. I I was patient, and I put all my emphasis and my attention into raising my sons because I wanted to raise good sons. Mm -hmm. And thank God that's what happened. But during that time frame, 
that's when I, I still concentrated on me and I knew that that would be a day that would be my day and that time has come now. Yes, I like that. <laughs> so you. I feel like entrepreneurship is, is this journey. It's this, it's beautiful oh, and ugly and wonderful. Everything <laughs> flows. Yeah. yeah. So what, yeah. Do, what do you enjoy most about being an entrepreneur? Knowing that this is my calling, knowing that for 20 plus years, I had to go out and work for someone else mm-hmm. and make them rich or you know, just contribute to what they had going on and um, knowing that that would be one day that I would be able to do that for myself. So that there is nothing like it. Right. The, 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 the ebbs and the valleys are all worth it. Uh-huh. You're building something for yourself. Yes. When you see the when you see the the end result, you know, I feel like I'm not there yet, and that's where the ebbs come in. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're constantly wanting to you're wanting certain things. You have a vision. Your vision is bigger than where you what your circumstances are. So that sometimes frustrates you, and it 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 makes you um, question the process. Mm-hmm. But the process is true. Right continue putting one foot in front of the other you're going to get there so my that's the greatest thing about being an entrepreneur to me because i have a vision and i know i'm going to get to it i see the light at the end of the tunnel and with god i know i'm going to get there because he already put this in me so i'm just moving forward in that and in that flow and i know i'm going to get there so that's what gives me um confidence and knowing that I'm I'm in the right place. I'm yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so what what do you think on the other side of that, what are some of the major challenges that you've experienced as an entrepreneur? Well as an entrepreneur, um and I just I, I did little side businesses along the way as I was raising my sons. Mm-hmm. I did the cleaning uh, business. Um, my cousin and I did a wedding, um, weddings galore, uh, a planning business. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, those were businesses on the side that I could do while I was doing everything else. Right. But um, when my husband came into my life, um, and he brought the RV, uh, by the way, the one that now our showroom. That oh, we, awesome. 40 foot RV that we go around to our clientele in. Um, but he also brought finances. He brought um, belief in me that I could do this. So with all of that, and we're self-funded up until now. Mm. With all of that, that's the heart. Uh, building a business when you don't have necessarily have the capital mm-hmm. in order to for it to be exactly what you have in your head for it to be or what you want it to be. But saying that, 
and being in that place still pushes you because you think out of the box mm-hmm. and your business goes in directions that originally you didn't know it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, that brings something extra to it, even though that's hard, not having the money that you need to make things happen at that time, it still pushes you into being resourceful and thinking of other ways in order to make things happen. You are so right. You know, I think of entrepreneurs as creatives, uh, just for that exactly. reason. <laughs> we are, we are, we have right. to. Yeah. Yes. Because One thing pushes us into another. Right, and sometimes the things that we're wanting to do don't exist. They don't. We we have to figure out how to make it happen. Well, (laughs) our business platform in itself didn't exist. We are the one in the world who are doing this. You know, Mm -hmm. so I had to knock down many industry doors in order for us to be where we are today. Mm -hmm. So I ways of not having to buy into these thousands of dollars of dresses that's required twice mm-hmm. a year that the storefronts have to buy into. Mm-hmm. I found that niche and I'm still using it today. Therefore, we, we didn't have the overhead. When we were in Charlotte, I wanted to be in an area called Ballantyne. The building I had my eyes set on and I prayed for, I ain't gonna lie to you, mm-hmm. I prayed for it. It was $4,300 a month, least alone. Lease alone now, but I wanted it. I envisioned it. I saw what our boutique was going to look like. Mm-hmm. So that pushed us into the mobile boutique industry. And it's so God is so strategic because he he uh, allowed me to be put into this group, a uh, family Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, and in being in that group, I noticed that one of my cousins had a mobile shoe boutique. Out to her, had never met her in my life. Reached out to her, asked her for information. She was so self, uh, you know, she she just gave up the information, and um, she put me into this fashion truckers group that is nationwide and internationally. What? So in that, I learned so much. Far as permits and everything that you need, so God was strategic into putting the right people in the right place and and for where He had us going. Mm-hmm. It was not for us to have a storefront. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to be um, uh, the the innovators to create this new space, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love that. I love that we're the first and only in the world to do. Yeah. You know, some people have done like tuxedos, must mobily and stuff, but we are the only full service in a full up RV who are doing this. So that, that I'm just honored for that space. So that, you know, like I said, he's, he's putting the right people in the right places. So we, after that, we were in a uh, parking lot and we looked up and saw a wrap that's like ours from California. what sparked it that's what made my husband and I look at each other and say mm. I said what you think about that he was like you are crazy <laughs> <laughs> you are not going to tear up my RV <laughs> <laughs> but needless to say I did 
and we're here today. <laughs> and he's on board all 100%. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that vision that you were talking about. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I have the vision. <laughs> he has the purse. He has the wallet. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, that's the dynamic duo right there. That's it. Thank God. <laughs> so along with like entrepreneurship being difficult, it's really, it really is tough. I think sometimes people who are not entrepreneurs think that that entrepreneurs have it all together. Like we wake up every morning knowing what we're doing. Uh, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we can struggle just to get up out of here. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, or even you hit that big milestone, then it's sort of like, now what's next? And all these things. Um, so for you, what have been, because I've heard entrepreneurs talk about sometimes they feel isolated, particularly if they're doing, you know, like a mobile service like you're doing, or maybe they're doing all digital stuff where they don't have like coworkers. I've heard them talk about like feeling really stressed and worried um, just because they don't necessarily have other entrepreneurs that they can talk to because like we've been saying, this journey is so very different from doing a nine to five or being a corporate yes. worker. Um, I've heard them talk about um, just how it uh, can impact their own relationships with their families and their loved ones. Because um, there's all sorts of risk and all sorts of faith walks you have to take when you do this when you do this stuff. So, for you, what have been some of the emotional challenges that you've had to had had to manage while you build your business? Well, I can say some of that that you mentioned was not uh, a big deal for me because. Um, for many years, probably the last 12 years, mm-hmm. I worked from home mm-hmm. and I cherished that. I, I, I personally didn't like being in the environment with other people. You know, <laughs> I, doing my job, that, that lets you know I was entrepreneurial. Right. <laughs> uh, I like to do my job and be alone. And that's exactly what I did for the last 10 years, you know, prior to. So, uh, I didn't have those anxieties. Mm-hmm. Anxiety came from, uh, yes, there are certain risks that we take. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I went through, you know, some of that. We went through some of the stresses of um, the risk, mm-hmm. taking the risk because we were the only ones doing what we're doing. And like I said, he was the financial backbone. So, we had some stresses um, uh, down through the years, but um, we found a way to channel that that anxiety, and and we still had each other's backs. Mm-hmm. He started seeing little glimpses, you know, because like I said, I had the vision, so he started seeing little glimpses that, you know, okay, this can work, this can work, and that's is being retired military you know he he has to see things mm-hmm. visionary so i see you know i see i, I see everything in in rose colored glasses you know so um but that balance of you know he, he kept me balanced he mm-hmm. kept balanced in in not being too too lofty but being realistic and yet uh, my risk taking 
took us to the next level. Mm. Um, I think just the stresses of the financial portion of being, like I said, being lofty and having so many ideas and it not being my time yet. Mm. You know, I have time for everything. So I think that's the only way that I was feeling a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, having so many ideas and praying to God to give me certain things mm-hmm. and not getting them at the time that I thought I should get them. Mm. So that weighed on me and at times made me want to give up. Yeah. Um, and then when you have life going on around you and things happen in life, right. if, you know, when you have things going on around you and this day you may not be as strong as you were the day before, mm-hmm. sometimes that impacts you and it, it makes you... Um, Get in a little cocoon and, and, and wonder if you're if you're do in the right space, if you're doing the right thing, if you're in the right decisions or making the right steps. So that in the process in the journey, I think it's what I take away as what gives me strength to keep moving mm-hmm. today. Because every day is not gonna be the same, but you get little glimpses along the way okay, that you you are where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And keep on moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how did how did the two of you all because you all are unique in that your business part is how do you sort of balance the boundaries of like not letting business like overtake your life? I mean, you all have a life and all that kind of stuff. How do you right? And at this stage in my life, at I'm, I just turned 55. So at this stage of my life, you would think that, um, you know, I would be worn out. Now, there are some days if we have events like we just did, you know, I am tired. Mm-hmm. But I think the actual business and, and getting it to where I see it's going to be, I think that's what motivates me. And that's what keeps me going. That gives me the energy just to keep going. I want to I wanna leave a legacy to um, my children. And um, I want to be um, known for generations to come with mm-hmm. children, you know, that my Gigi did this, you know. Speaking of that, I, I created a, a women's magazine and published the first edition in August of last year. Wow. And I had one printed. Uh, uh, I had a, um, a feature lady on the cover, but um, I had one printed and it was sitting here on my sofa um, ottoman tray. And my granddaughter started looking through it and she was so excited. She said, my Gigi is in a magazine. Look at my Gigi in a magazine. And she said, how did you get in this magazine? I said, this is Gigi's magazine. And when I'm about to cry now, when I'm about 
the third generation or the second generation under me thinking that highly of me being, seeing me in a magazine, that right there just brings, you know, so much joy. I can't even explain what that did to me. So that's what keeps me motivated despite of, and my husband and I, he just brings the balance because like I stated, he, he was military and he, he retired after 25 years. So he just brings a balance in knowing that, um, you know, I prayed to God. I've been through relationships. So I prayed to God that he would send me someone like him. And he did that. He answered that. So he keeps me balanced, as I stated before, being the risk taker that I am and the one. He keeps me balanced by being realistic and um you know, just keeping me grounded. Right. And and I guess that's what, you know, we we've we've overcome our challenges by just being that's one thing about him that I've never had. He when we go through things, you know, after a um a, a after time he does come back, he comes down and he realizes, you know, he may have reacted a certain way. So when we're talking about, because we have had some heated discussions as far as business was concerned. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. He didn't see He didn't see what I saw. So, you know, but me being who I am, I just stood firm and I didn't react to him. Mm-hmm. To, you know, I, I had to realize that God has a purpose and he has a plan. Mm-hmm. This man is in my life for a reason. Mm-hmm. Can't, um, can't negate him in my life by not accepting what he has to say or his contribution, you know, he gives it to me to move myself and being so headstrong out of the way Mm -hmm. to even listen to him, you know, because once this is my baby, you know what I'm saying? This is my baby. He came in. Yes, you're contributing financially. However, Right. So you can't tell me what my vision is. You can't tell me what I saw and the way the business is, you know, the way I see that the business is going to go. You know? right. So I had to pull back and I had to allow him to contribute mm-hmm. in his way, you know, and not um, negate him or, um, you know, just, just not allow him to be there. Mm-hmm. So where I can say, you know, I had to check myself, you know, and that's what we have to do as people. We have to check ourselves. We so point the finger to the other person. Mm-hmm. We have a choice as to how we react to certain things. And we have to get to the bottom of what it is they're saying or what it is they're trying to do. We can't be so quick to just jump up and, and keep someone out of our space because we need people. We, you know, I just told him this morning, I thank you for being in my life because I wouldn't be where I am in this business if it weren't for him. Mm-hmm. So everyone's contribution is, we need to be open to receiving that and accepting people for whatever they're giving us. Now, there's some we have to scratch out of our lives <laughs> right. to get to where we're going. You're but right. that God put in our lives to help us get to where we're supposed to go, we 
need to be open to receiving whatever it is they have to give us. Yeah. You're and I right. think that's hard for entrepreneurs. I think that's hard for women, especially who have a vision and are trying to do something. You know, we just need to accept every, per- we're, we're a puzzle, puzzle piece. We can't get there without the perfect puzzle piece and where it belongs in our lives. So. Mm-hmm. I like that message that we can't do it by ourselves, but also, but also being very cautious <laughs> about who we bring into our life. We can't bring everyone. We can't bring everyone with us. So we have to know how to say no to certain people. And we feel guilty about that. There were times all my life, basically, people have come to me for advice and asking me for certain things. And like you said in the beginning, you know, people look at us and they think we have it all together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't. I was giving advice to people and I'm like, I can't even help my own self. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, my life is not even together, but yet, so, you know, I, whatever I can give, I give it. So um, we can't have everyone in our space and people will attach themselves to that too. They'll attach them, themselves to our energy and sometimes that can drain our energy. Absolutely. And that's where we have to be conscious. Because as creatives, we need every bit of energy we have in what it is we need to do. So we just have to know how to say no and how to cut people off or out of our lives as well. Uh Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you have already dropped some jewels, some major jewels. But what would you say are some other things that could help us as entrepreneurs when we sort of go through the day-to-day of business, building our business? What, what is some important things to Having a vertical relationship with a higher power. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is for you. For me, it's God. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't even be here today. I know that for a fact. I really wouldn't be here today if it was not for God. Mm-hmm. So in everything in life, everything I've been through, um, I've had a challenge in life. I was bullied from elementary school. I raised sons singly. So the challenges in that, I think, prepared me for being an entrepreneur. Mm. I can get through the first part of my life. I can get through anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And only with God can I do that. So being connected to something bigger than yourself. Amen. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. Okay. That's number one. Then being connected with like-minded people. Mm. Very integral. Yeah. As just stated, some people latch on to you because they want what they perceive that you have, even as if you haven't arrived yet. Mm-hmm. And they sap your energy. Mm-hmm. It's important to be with like-minded people because iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really... The big keys are about who you surround yourself with and how you surround yourself yes. when you Most go through definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. And I have been a loner because, as I stated, I was raised as an only child. So I have been a loner all my life. So it's a good thing because I don't rely on other people for my happiness or um, doing what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. It could be a curse as well because... I was very skeptical. Well, I'm very discerning for one thing. So I don't allow a lot of people in my space. Mm -hmm. But 
knowing the right ones to have in your space. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just getting out, getting all these thoughts percolating in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no. So it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I feel like I could talk to you all day, but we don't have that kind of time. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> Love it. Love it. We can do it. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let's wrap this part up then. Before we go, what would you say? What does minding my black business mean to you? Minding my black business means so much to me. As a black female, I am the lowest on the totem pole as far as society is concerned. Um, Sometimes we take on those societal norms and we, we internalize that. And we feel as if we can't do certain things because our counterparts of another color, it seems like they get, they are so much ahead of us. They get everything that they desire and it's just so hard for us because of our generational um, curse Mm -hmm. of slavery. You know, we take on some of those mental uh, beliefs Mm. and yes, maybe it's true that as a society, it is harder for us to achieve our goals. But that's not a fact. Mm-hmm. It's not harder for us to achieve our goals because God put the same thing in all of us at our conception. We all have everything we need to be successful. I never accepted those societal norms. Maybe because I was I was different. I was um, adopted into my family as a six-month-old. Mm. So as a result of that, I always had challenges growing up. My mother was a seamstress mm-hmm. and she always dressed me to nines from elementary school on up. So that's what I've always been known for. From elementary school through college, I won best dress in high school, best dress in college. So fashion is my passion. Mm-hmm. And that is what got me to where I am today. My fashion, I want people to know, is not me trying to to impress people or look good in front of people. It's my life. It is what God implanted into me through these wonderful people that raised me. They gave me this life. And in this life, I knew that there was nothing I couldn't do. Once again, being 55, I, it seemed like I was, I wondered, I questioned if I'd ever get there. Mm-hmm. Like I stated before, as a young girl, God told me I 
what's going to get there. So I think minding my black business for me means that something was put in me a long time ago. And I am now living that life. And I know there's so much more to come. Mm-hmm. I'm now living that life that was put in me all those years ago. And that's my message to other women, especially, but people and people of color. Mm-hmm. All through the years, and I can look back now and look at my journey, but all through the years, my circumstances, having no money, being divorced, raising sons singly, mm-hmm. none of that deterred me from being who I was created to be. Mm-hmm. None of that stopped me because I never went a day without bread. My sons never went a day without bread. They needed, and we all had everything we needed. Yeah. So that being said, you can mind your black business no matter your circumstance. Do that. Write it down. Keep it in your heart. Whatever it is you want to do, and keep putting one foot in front of the other. One day you will look up, and you will be in the place that you were destined to be. That's what minding my black business is to me. Don't let any of the societal uh, stereotypes or anything deter you. You can be whoever it is you want to be and who God created you to be. Oof. All right now. <laughs> There's nothing else to say after that. That was beautiful. And I 100%, 1,000% agree. Thank you so much. Oh, my Thank goodness. You so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for teaching us. <laughs> this Thank been, you. This has been wonderful. So wonderful. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you for allowing me to have this platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.